Chapter 2 of Rational Theology as Taught by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints by John Andreas Widso. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Wayne Cook. Chapter 2 How Knowledge is Gained knowledge is the material upon which the reasoning mind of man acts just as physical strength can neither be developed nor exercised unless material bodies are at hand so mental strength can neither be developed nor exercised unless facts or knowledge are in man's possession the acquisition of knowledge or experience is the first step towards formulating an acceptable religion it is of interest therefore to consider briefly the sources of human knowledge the senses through eyes ears nose the sense of taste and the complex and poorly understood sense of feeling man becomes acquainted with the universe that which is seen by the eyes heard by the ears smelled by the nose tasted by the mouth or felt by any part of the body becomes impressed and registered upon the mind there later to be used the detailed method by which knowledge is added to man is not understood the theories that prevail concerning the entrance of knowledge into the human mind need not here be discussed it follows that the man who wishes to gain much knowledge must guard his senses from harm and must sharpen them so that during the few days of life they may do as much as is possible to help a man establish a rational religion for his guidance the foundation of human knowledge is derived from the direct action of the senses. The sixth sense. Important as are the senses in adding knowledge to man, yet it must be admitted that they recognize without help only a very small part of the universe. Our universe is infinite in its variety of expression. Of that man feels certain, and it could hardly be expected, therefore, that man, who admittedly is yet far from perfection, should be able to know, even with the greatest aid, all of the universe. The truth that an immeasurable part of the universe lies outside of human experience is borne in upon every thinking man. In recent times the developments of science have emphasized this vast region of the unknown. The mystery of electricity in the telephone and telegraph, the wonder of space in wireless telegraphy, the marvel of the elements speak clearly of places and conditions of which we as yet have no clear and accurate conception and before which the senses of man unaided stand helpless nevertheless glimpses into this unknown region may be had by helps to the senses by the telescope the far is brought near by the microscope the small is made large by the photographic plate unseen light is made visible by the well-turned coil of wire the wireless message is taken out of space by the spectroscope light is broken into its elements and so on through almost the whole field of human endeavor facts that are gathered in such an indirect way are as correctly certain as are those that are sensed directly the world would lose tremendously should all the truth gathered through aids to the senses be removed Man himself, through what may be called, for want of a better name, the sixth sense, 
may become a great aid to his own direct senses. By proper exertion, he may intercept messages from out the directly unknown, as completely as this may be done by man-made instruments. Throughout history, this power of man has been recognized and usually respected. The experience or knowledge thus gained should, when properly examined by the mind, be given an equal place beside that gained directly through the commoner senses. Prophets, poets, men of vision and faith have all builded their work largely upon this kind of knowledge or inward feeling. Transmitted Knowledge the inexhaustible universe and the limited powers of man make it possible for a person to discover for himself relatively a very small amount of truth. Much effort may be saved and more knowledge gained if each person learn as much as he may of what has already been learned, to which he may add the little new discovery that he may make. This method of obtaining knowledge has been in vogue since the first day. What the first man learned, he told to others, and they in turn communicated it with the addition of whatever new knowledge they had gained. Thus comes the present value of tradition, the spoken record, and of books, the written record. Men who desire to build a safe religion or a safe science make themselves familiar with as much as they can of what is already known, instead of attempting to traverse the known field as original discoverers and to this transmitted knowledge they add whatever in the course of their pursuit they may discover independently. Those who in the present day will accept only what they themselves discover will make slow progress. To them the treasuries of the greatest age will not be opened. If in the course of events it becomes necessary for God to speak to a man for the benefit of many, it will be contrary to rational thinking that each man for whom the message was given should directly hear God's voice, unless, indeed, the means of communicating the knowledge became effectually blocked. Such transmitted knowledge is every whit as sound as that acquired by direct communion with nature. True, the knowledge already possessed by man is so large that it can in no wise be transmitted in all its details to one man. The efforts of humanity are directed, therefore, to the devising of general statements or laws which embody the meaning of a multitude of facts while they are yet easily intelligible to the human mind. More and more important will become the repositories of such general principles containing the knowledge of mankind. The Bible in its various books presents such great underlying principles of our knowledge relating to several very important phases of earth life. The use of reason. Whether knowledge be obtained by any or all of the methods indicated, it should be carefully examined in the light of reason. The only knowledge that will help in the establishment of a satisfactory religion is true knowledge. Truth is the end of the search. False or apparently true knowledge often intrudes itself upon the attention, and at times it is so well disguised as to be dangerously deceptive. Man must learn of the universe precisely as it is, or he cannot successfully find his place in it. A man should therefore use his reasoning faculty in all matters involving truth, and especially as concerning his religion. The Foundation of Rational Theology
the gospel or rational theology is founded on truth on all truth for quote, truth is knowledge of things as they are and as they were and as they are to come end quote. and quote, truth has no end, end quote. in building a philosophy of life a man therefore cannot say that some truth must be considered and other truth rejected only on the basis of all truth that is all true knowledge can his religion be built further the perfection of his knowledge that is the extent of his truth possessions will determine the value of his religion to him therefore quote, it is impossible for a man to be saved in ignorance end quote. Quote, a man is saved no faster than he obtains knowledge end quote, and quote, the glory of god is intelligence end of chapter 2